Guide to the Multiverse, where we dive into the panels and smash through the fourth wall to answer all of your comic book questions. As always, I'm Ed, and I'm joined by Apollo. Hey, hey. Matt, Yo. And Doug. Hello. Boys, uh, it's part two of Green Lantern. Is it really part two, though? Like, <sighs> is this, is, are we not talking about, you know, mood rings and colors and all that other jazz? Uh, no, it's actually just two straight hours of Guy Gardner's yes! haircuts. <laughs> it's the episode we've been waiting for. I just, gotta bring a, I just gotta bring a bus with me. That's oh. fine. That's the end of the episode. Strap yourself into that bus because we are diving into we, ginger bowl cuts. Let's go. Consider us part <laughs> of the Guy Garner fan bus. There you go. Get us on that bus. <laughs> <laughs> Scruffy turned a bull into a haircut. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, in, in any case, so. When we last left off last week, you guys, we went through this <laughs> whole big episode with the uh, talk about Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps and everything that he's been through and everything that the uh, the mythology of the Corps has been through. Uh, and as a result, you know, we have an entirely new mythology that was built arguably in the last, what, like 10, 15 years? Yeah, um, st- I mean, starting with Rebirth, um, and yeah, then so j- jumping they're... right after uh, the Sinestro. I mean, the Sinestro Corps War was a start to so 2006. Literally 15 years. I'm trying to remember. Did we did we bring up everything about the Sinestro Corps? Did we did we kind of decide everything Give that happened there? Give us a there, Spark Note version in case we didn't. Okay. So if you guys recall, Sinestro... Yellow's scary! Yes, yellow is scary. <laughs> As you guys recall... Sinestro, the guy who looks like an evil space Salvador Dali, figures out that the yellow ring that he uses can harness fear, and he creates his own core out of that, his own version of the Green Lanterns, except that they are yellow rings. If you guys remember, the Green Lanterns have a weakness to the color yellow because of the yellow impurity that turns out to be the parallax entity that's been locked up inside of the Green Lantern battery all this time. Yeah, obviously. From 2006 on, you're saying, then they started introducing different colors to the whole Green Lantern storylines. Yeah. Well, to to kind of summarize, that was the beginning of what they called the War of Light. Um, Jeff Johns, who was the writer at the time, he's the guy who kind of went back and looked at all like the little tidbits of Green Lantern history and kind of put it all together into like a cohesive make sense kind of situation like all of a sudden the reason that the green lanterns are weak to yellow there's a reason why um all of a sudden why sinestro um is good with yellow you know that that's explained uh, we no longer yeah. have a situation where we're just uh we have no idea you know why all this is happening it's just happening because it's actually happening for a reason there's an actual uh mythos to it 
Yeah, yeah. There's it. it it's yeah. it's it, it's like Doug said last time. It's probably the best retcon ever. So okay. Yeah. So we know we have a Green Lantern. Uh, you know, you got your Alan Scott, you got your uh, Hal Jordan, all that stuff going on for fifty some odd years. And some point in the two thousands, uh, Jeff Johns says, "Okay, we we have other colors that we can work with here." Did did he just say, "Okay, and now Green Lanterns have been"? you know, alongside these other lanterns the whole time, or is it just, nope, from 2006 comics onwards, you know, it started and became a thing and built from there. The Spectrums always existed. Um, the, the other cores didn't necessarily exist. Um, I, I guess the Violet core, the Star Sapphire core was around, but the... Yes and no. Uh, Go ahead, Doug. I'm sorry. Finish your statement. I'll, 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 no, I was just going to say is that... Um, you know, the emotional uh, spectrum still existed, but they didn't exist. Uh, the entities that represented the individual colors and emotions of the spectrum weren't, uh, like, contained within a power battery uh, that would allow, uh, you know, a core to start I got based so on the potential it. to so, so retroactively, the potential to make a core had, already exi- had always existed. They just didn't get on it. Well, gotcha. what, right. what Jeff Johns more or less did is, and like 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 Doug was saying, he took bits and pieces of the history. So, for example, the Star Sapphire. Uh, Star Sapphire originally was a a piece of meteorite that was uh, became obsessed with Green Lantern with Hal Jordan, and the entity that w- was possessing the 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 gemstone would, you know, affect someone that. Um, had strong feelings for Hal Jordan. So in this case, it was uh, Carol Ferris, his on and off girlfriend uh, at the time. Hal Jordan's kind of a slut. Got it. <laughs> oh, kind of? Kind yeah, of. Hal Jordan was on and off a lot of women, I think. Yeah, yeah. Hal <laughs> Jordan's been on and off a lot of women. Um, but so what Jeff Johns did was he took the idea of the Star Sapphire and the fact that it was um, – you know, a color, it was the color like violet or sort of purplish. And what he did was he gave it a backstory to how all of a sudden this could be a a core in and of itself. You know, another kind of space force uh, made out of space that. Space force. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, so, okay, yeah. so at this point, uh, a yellow and a violet core had had been established in the story now i'm i'm using my expansive uh third grade knowledge to recall uh the old roy g biv you know the colors of rainbow who has never been more powerful (laughs) exactly (laughs) but like like something i'm noticing uh, is that you know g green is in the center of that violet is all the way on the outside of it and yellow is next to green um so you know, I assume there must be a red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. Um, good memory. Thank you. Ooh, good from third grade. Somehow, still I know, that. right? <laughs> it's not like he has kids or has ever had to use that ever <laughs> or look at a rainbow <laughs> or, look at a rainbow. <laughs> or new colors existed. <laughs> Shut up! For third Shut grade, up. Bro. I'm trying to give him a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even let. Can't even let me have that, Ed. 
<laughs> I won't let you have anything ever. <laughs> Everything you are is okay, mine. So, <laughs> okay, so so that attitude Ed has. So which core would he belong to? All that would be the orange uh, core, ooh, actually. Look at yeah, you. that would definitely be orange. Uh, Doug, you want you want to take that one? Oh, I would love to. Um because the orange core is one of my favorites and just in how it's executed. So they decided that orange uh, represents the uh, emotion of avarice or greed in the emotional spectrum. Which isn't even a real emotion, now, but that's fine. It's a sin now. <laughs> uh, I, I think it has to do with kind of like, you know, envy in a way, but it's mostly greed. And anyway, well, willpower is not really an emotion either, so whatever. But yeah, the point is, is that orange is avarice. Suspension of disbelief. And yeah. Right. So here's what I love about that concept is, okay, so you have all these cores that we're going to get into, uh, the ones we've already mentioned, and then the rest that we'll get into. But the orange core only has one member because he will not share the power with anybody because he's too greedy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So there's this weird warthog looking motherfucker named Larflees, uh who has been the sole uh owner of the entirety of the orange power battery and sp- emotional spectrum for a very long time or agent orange if you will millennia yes, that is if what you the, will uh, Ooh, good word yeah that, that's what the elders call them uh, the guardians of the universe agent orange is just a dirty millennial yeah so <laughs> the orange lantern core he won't share his avocado toast or any of the diamonds, he's killing. He's killing apples. <laughs> <laughs> Let him finish, Ed. It's all good. Uh, the orange uh, core is composed of larflees and then constructs that have been absorbed. Uh, are, are sorry, constructs of entities that have been absorbed by the orange power battery uh, in their greed. And you come to find out later uh, through a storyline in Green Lantern, The New Guardians, that these constructs still have their own personalities, thoughts, emotions, and free will to an extent. It's just that they are literally bound to obey Larflees. Yeah, aren't they essentially like people he killed? Uh, I, yeah. I remember in Black as Night that he's the, uh, the, the big bad of that story starts bringing those people back to life and or like you know makes them undead. Isn't that the plot of Marvel Zombies? <laughs> no, I, I I don't think so, Matt. I, All right, I don't know. <laughs> go go on, uh, Doug. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so you find out that basically all of the constructs aren't even necessarily constructs. They are constructed of the orange light of the orange power battery, but they they were at least real people, and they still maintain their personalities, feelings, and emotions. But they are slaves to Larflees. And Larflees, despite looking like a huge joke and acting like a huge joke it's in a lot no of ways, joke. is he, he's no joke because that's the thing is every other core has their power distributed among thousands of members. Uh, Larflees contains the power of an entire core, an entire facet of the emotional spectrum by himself and so like when hal jordan went nuts and uh rebuilt emerald city uh i'm sorry sir what was it ocean city coast city, coast city thank you i knew it had something to do with the notion um 
Yeah, he had the entire Green Lantern battery and was able to reconstruct the city. So basically, this Larflees fella, he's as powerful as Parallax and infl- in- 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 infected Green Lantern. Um, M- kind sort of, kind of. He doesn't, doesn't show. Sense. Yeah, he doesn't show it as often, but he does have that level of power. Hey, he's also a weirdo. That's the other thing. Yeah. And, yeah, and also, and also, in a DC comic special, gave us a delicious cookie recipe. Oh, he did. <laughs> he did. You guys are seriously baked those cookies? I have not. I wanted to. No, I mean, he, well, he's a weirdo because he spent, uh, I believe, millennia by himself because, again, he can't share. He's too greedy. Oh, no, it's not that he, he he can't share. He won't. He does not want to. Yeah, well, no such that, thing as exactly he, he can't share. He won't share. I mean, he was forced yeah. to share during Blackest Night. Oh, and yeah. he hated it. Yeah, oh, he was yeah. forced to share during Blackest Night. So during Blackest Night, uh, one other character was given the orange light of avarice. <laughs> oh, Lex Matt, Luthor. take a guess. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God damn it. I'm, I'm going to make Matt guess. <laughs> hey, Matt, forgot I said anything. Take a guess. Um, <laughs> Was it Tom Hanks? Ooh, close. <laughs> I can see Tom Hanks playing Lex Luthor. Right? <laughs> <laughs> There's a snake in my boots. Well, <laughs> well, just to kind of give everybody a bit of an understanding. So the storyline Blackest Night is uh, at this point, uh, all of the cores have been um, introduced, established. established, so to speak. And it's kind of that big crossover where now you get the whole end of why all these cores exist, um, what exactly is happening as a result, and why more people need need uh these power rings and during that storyline all of the core this storyline takes place on earth so the dc heroes end up getting different rings uh from the different cores different heroes and in this case lex luthor got an orange ring which was pretty amazing actually that sounds actually pretty fitting for like who he is because everything i've always read about him he's kind of like oh man this superman guy it's no fair he's got superpowers i'm just going to be a you know evil dick yeah his 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 reasoning for the uh for the ring uh is that he he feels like he's the only one that can save humanity but Uh, like they really it really doubles down on the like it can only be me like me 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 Lex Luthor yeah. believes his own hype. Yeah. That's the that's the thing. Lex Luthor is the epitome of the person who believes his own hype. He be, he is the hype. Which yeah. is which is a Spider Man where Doc Ock switches brains with uh, Spider Man recently. Superior Spider Man. It sounds kind of like that, where he's like, "I'm a superhero now. I'm going to you know do it better than the actual guy can." Well, and that he makes kinda, it worse. That really wasn't the uh, uh, the impetus. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was gonna say with um uh. uh after New New Fifty Two Superman died, mm-hmm. uh, Lex Luthor kind of filled the void for a little bit because he's like, "Oh, the thing I was fighting is dead. Now I can actually like he 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 takes um that sacrifice, I see. and it's like, oh, I like let me let me actually go save the world now. Got it. But right. he, uh, he yeah, that lasted a hot minute. Yeah. yeah, he was part Did of the Justice last. League. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. He totally was part of the Justice League. Yeah, yeah. Hell, the only reason the only reason they even uh, quote like the only reason he turned bad again was because uh, once Superman was like back on his feet with uh, rebirth and everything. Oh yeah, he was like, I don't trust you. And Luther was like, Fine, screw you then. I'm evil again. All right. Okay. I uh, think we should move on to yeah, the, no, the no, 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 no. We got a lot of no, colors no. to go. I got one last thing about the orange spectrum that I want to put out there because I love it. Um. As you as you all know, um, the Green Lantern Corps and 
all the other cores, they have an oath that they recite to, well, they don't have to, but they recite it to, you know, state their vows. And also they often say it when they're either charging the bell or recharging the ring. It's like they're getting uh, married. The Orange Lantern. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> the Orange Lantern core is the only core that has never shown an oath. And I love my friend's theory about that, which is that there probably is an oath, but Larflees is just too greedy and would never share it with anybody by speaking it out loud. Larflees <laughs> <laughs> is a dick. But he is. But if the Orange uh, Lantern Corps had an oath, I'm pretty sure it'd be something like mine, 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 not yours, <laughs> mine, mine, mine. I'm pretty sure that like that was actually a tweet Jeff Johns put out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I hear my kids saying the uh, orange oath almost every single day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, then. So to summarize, we got Green Lantern. Re-listen to Green Lantern Part 1. Uh, Yellow Lanterns got started off by Sinestro. Uh, they are called the Sinestro Cores. Please Ooh. call them by the correct name, sir. Oh, <gasps> uh, snap. Okay. Uh, we got... Uh, got Larflees, who is pretty much just the Orange Julius of the DC Universe. <laughs> 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 you ever had an Orange Julius? They're fucking tasty. Never. I, I never had, actually. All right. And, uh, okay, so let's go over to uh, red, the color of... Um, Rage. Oh, I was hoping to be something cheerful. No. <laughs> Red, the no, color just of like, apples. Just... <laughs> oh, I forgot. It's a murder verse. A... No, this isn't the murder verse. Come on. Titans this the is... murder verse. This is before the murder verse. <laughs> All right. So, so enlighten me on Red. How did it kick off? All right. So, the Red Lantern's home base is on a planet called uh, Ysmalt, which yes. is in Sector 666, which. <gasps> Satan. Yes, Satan. No, um, so a long time ago, before the uh, Green Lanterns were formed, the Guardians had a a different space force. They the had Manhunters. The, the Manhunters. And now the Manhunters were these robotic machines, uh, void of all emotions. <laughs> they were robotic machines as opposed yes, to... Yes, robotic machines. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to organic humans. <laughs> they were robots. <laughs> they they could have just been in a race of Mark Zuckerberg's. You never know. <laughs> In any case, no so, one escapes Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> the, so the Guardians create these robots called the Manhunters. Now they are devoid of all emotions and follow pure logic. Yeah, they're so, robots. Exactly. Uh, and they're set out to police the universe like the Green Lanterns were. Uh, the problem is they followed their orders a little too extreme yep. and they believed that the, the, their programming led them to believe that they should wipe all emotion from the galaxy. Yeah, no one, no, no man will escape the manhunter. Or, or I believe it's, it's no, no one will escape the manhunters. Yes, uh, they, like they took that literally. Yes, and as a result, they caused the destruction of an entire space sector. Yup. Now, a space sector is a massive, like, group of 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 galaxies. It's not just one. And of that, there were only like five survivors, and these five survivors were called the five inversions. Of those five inversions, one particular character stood out the character of uh atrocitus he hates the guardians he hates the manhunters he oh, hates man. the lanterns because of their association with uh the guardians hates them like loathe like it is so angry that he just starts vomiting space red blood and through his hatred as well as the joining of the 
the red entity of rage uh i forget the butcher i think yeah it's called. the butcher yeah the butcher uh he creates the red lantern core now what's funny about the red lanterns what's really interesting is they have a lot of similar powers where like they can create constructs but they can't like they're not constructs constructs they're kind of like look like they're bleeding they look like they're on fire um yeah. and on top of that when you get a green when you get a red lantern ring your heart is replaced like it destroys your heart and it literally is the thing that keeps you alive because of how much you hate everything so in order to become a red lantern you yeah. have to be full it's of rage and hate power battery exactly yeah you like you you are literally fueled by hate at that point so yes. there's a sith of the dc universe sort of more like the raging hulks <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, if the Hulk were to get a were to, were to get a ring, it would be a Red Lantern ring. Nice, without a doubt, without a doubt, and that that's pretty terrifying as a thought. Yeah, because like nothing. like I was gonna say, the the Hulk's upper limit is that like he gets tired eventually. Yeah, you know what I mean. That would that would absolutely replace that though. Yep. He would never be tired. He would nope. just be raging anger over and over again. Oh, would he be like the Juggernaut then at that point? No, but he's beaten the Juggernaut without a red power ring. I, I can only imagine he beat the shit out of him with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, in either case, so that's more or less the, the Red Lanterns. Anyone who is like very full of hatred and anger and rage in the DC Universe is a respective candidate. And usually they have very tragic backstories, these characters that are Red Lanterns. Um, so, for example, probably one of my favorites, and I, I just have to talk about this very quickly, is a cat. There is a Red Lantern <laughs> that is a cat. And his name I know is you're Dexter. Help, but man, you're just being like, I gotta talk about this cat, bro. No, I know this cat is crazy. Though. <laughs> this we're... cat is such a sad story, but like, oh, you understand is. why? Oh, it's so sad. I, I need to point out though that this isn't like uh, Chip or Badge, the Green Lanterns that look like you know squirrels or chipmunks, or whatever. But or they're like just Nord, aliens. Who's a weird like yeah. cat man. <laughs> yeah, that are just alien species that look like Earth animals. This is just an Earth cat. Yeah, literally. Oh, dang. It's, it's just this, a fucking cat. It's just a fucking furious cat. Like, this cat is so angry that his eyes bulge out and he just spits out red vomit. It's And he wears the, he wears the, the ring on his tail. Yeah. It's adorable. It is. Except <laughs> yeah. when he's puking red space blood. Yeah. That I burns point out, you, yeah. Uh, that the, yeah, I should point out that the red uh, vomit is uh, has properties of like napalm. Oh shit! <laughs> yes, and I, yes. I, I thought it was bad when my cat uh, goes yeah. somewhere she's not supposed to. So like the cat is like this abused cat. Like he he's abandoned, he's abused, and this old man takes him in and takes really good care of him. Um, was it a man or a woman? I forget if it was an old man or an old lady. Was it an old lady? I thought it was an old. You're but right. It was an old I lady. I don't remember. It, it, well, yeah, that doesn't really matter. Regardless. Either. So his owner takes him in and takes really good care of him, treats him really well. Finally, and he's like, now he's no longer abused. He gained, like, he's finally feel, felt emotion and love for the first time. And one day they break into their, the owner's house. The cat is there and they start like beating. Wait, who's they? Uh, these uh, crooks. Criminals. Oh, criminals. Okay, like, okay. oh they, yeah. they, were, they were just doing a crime. Yeah, they were just doing like literally. They were coming to just steal what this poor, this poor person had. I say person because I don't remember if it's a man or a woman. <laughs> um, just like taking her things, and the cat tries to protect her. Um, like the cat scratching at them, fighting at them because the cat's scrappy. Like the cat's bit like a street cat. He's an alley cat, and they just fucking throw him, beat him too, and then in front of the cat, they kill his owner. Oh shit. And then they throw mm -hmm. the cat out, like to die in the cold, and like he, they, the cat's almost on the verge of death. 
Wait a second. I've heard the story before. Uh, yeah. So, so the cat sees um, it's you know it's kind of like its parent figure die in front of it, and it becomes Catman, right? How did yes. you know? How, How did, did you, you know? know? I know because that 1960s show. Uh, I think it was called Catman, starring Adam West. <laughs> Starring Christopher North. Oh, wait, no. I think think that's actually a person. (laughs) This joke doesn't work anymore. (laughs) But this uh, cute little cat that was named Dexter. Yeah. And then he um, becomes. He gets a red lantern ring. He gets a a red lantern ring. And he comes back and fucking murders. He finds them. Like, he actually (laughs) goes out, hunts these these, these criminals down, and just fucking vomit space blood of napalm on their faces oh man and all the while all the while holding on to the skull of his uh his owner being oh, like was i Jesus. a good cat yeah oh it's oh, so sad man. does don't it don't we read three no does, i'm kidding read it does be, be sad about it <laughs> I'm, ju- I'm just imagining a cat talking to the skull like al snow would talk the head oh no jeez. <laughs> <laughs> what does everybody want my head <laughs> What does everybody need? Uh, a, a warm house and someone to feed me. I'm fat. Please yeah. help. I have no thoughts. I'm sorry. I uh, think this is the perfect time, though, to recite the Red Lantern Oath. Meow, meow. Meow, meow, meow. <laughs> meow, With meow. Blo- no, seriously. With blood and rage of crimson red, ripped from a corpse so freshly dead. Together with our hellish hate, we'll burn you all. That is your fate. Um. God, that's cheesy. Meow. <laughs> all right. And uh, of course, and, hey, all the oaths are cheesy, man. They really are, though. But the point is, is uh, yeah, they just hate and hate and hate, and they want everything to burn. All right, now before you finish your turn with uh, talking about red lanterns, I want to tap two, and uh, we're going to talk about blue. Oh, blue so broke. <laughs> I'm surprised nobody got the Magic the Gathering reference. Oh, that's what you meant by tap. I'm sorry. Because oh, it's because it's, it's, it it's broke. Because it's control. Blue and... is broke. Exactly. Like in... blue always has been broke. Island is the most broken card in Magic. <laughs> First of all, lands are colorless, sir. Ooh. Shut up. <laughs> uh, so you know how 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 uh, each core has a uh, has guardians and, and a power battery and a planet they live on. Uh, uh yeah. So the guardians of the Blue Lantern Corps are Eiffel 65, uh, and everything they see is blue, like them, inside and outside. Dabadia, but die. How did you know the oath? (laughs) (laughs) Because I survived the 90s, Edward. (laughs) We've had this discussion. I was there, man! You wouldn't know. You don't get it, man. I survived the Great Console War of the early 90s. <laughs> Remember Aqua? <laughs> okay, okay, no, we're going. Yes, Aqua. No, um, so the blue went. They're blue. Yes, they're blue. No, they're blue. Dabadibadidai. Keep going. Okay. okay. <laughs> so the blue... Now, originally, they're kind of the support group. For yeah. the Green Lanterns, yeah, that's that's kind of how they start. Yeah, right? yeah, now, yeah. The, the Blue Lanterns are literally just a support class at the start. At the start, and that that's the most important thing to mention is at the start. They're literally the Blue Lantern Corps is not as large as any of the other Lantern Corps. Nope. Um, I think there's a, like a good maybe twenty, thirty of them. Not even there. I I want to say that there were like two. No, no, no. It's more than that. I think it's like closer to like ten. They're okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They never bother to dive into any of those guys. <laughs> 
But no, yeah. no, you only get a one, learn about two guys. Yep. That elephant looking dude and Brody Saint Walker. Hang on a second. How many Green Lanterns are there? Thirty six thousand. You said. Uh, uh, no, no, it's a uh, seventy two hundred. Yes. Thank you. I couldn't remember. Okay, just just want to frame a reference here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Seven thousand two hundred Green Lanterns. Uh, fucking a weird gray alien looking guy with a sperm for a head and an elephant man. <laughs> Those are the blue letters. Yeah, and then like a, a couple dozen people they never even give a name to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're literally like, "Hey, we got more of them." Oh, they're dead now. Yeah, but that's actually what happened. Yeah, it's yeah. really, it's really kind of sad. But that's because they're so broke. All right, <laughs> they so, were so overpowered, Paulo. Why did they all die? Okay, hold on, hold on, because they didn't know how broke they were. Saint Walker did. Saint Walker did exactly, and he didn't want to tell people. <laughs> in, in other case, all right. So the blue light is the blue light of hope. Yep. Now, hope is supposed to be probably one of the stronger emotions that people people feel. So, one of the really cool things about the blue lanterns were is when they were nearby green lanterns. Yes. They were able to like do just about everything that the green lanterns did, and at the same time, they were able to supercharge green lanterns. Yeah. So if like your if your average green lantern had a full like one hundred percent charge and then they were in the vicinity of a blue lantern, the ring would just be like, oh, there's a blue lantern over here. 200%, 300%, 500%. Like, and then the, the ring starts freaking out. Do, do they give buffs to like red, orange, yellow, and all the other colors as well? Uh, they no. do different things to each one. So, for example, the, right. the to red, they can um, break the... That kind of the the fact that the heart explodes. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, they're the, they're the only rings um, that are able to heal... The uh, like like the missing heart. Oh, and then on top of that, they're immune to yellow's fear abilities. Mm. So mm. like you're um, too hopeful to be scared. Exactly. Well, that that's that's kind of where they they go with that. The fact that um, they're opposite ends of the spectrum, they cancel uh, like, each other out. Kind yeah, of? they cancel each other out more or less. Yeah. So like a uh, yellow actually gives off an aura of fear. Um, that's the other. That's one of the abilities of the, of the yellow lantern rings. Like just being a yellow lantern kind of makes you. You know, people, scared, regular people yeah. are scared scared of you, aside <laughs> yeah. from the fact that they you create, like, constructs just like the Green Lanterns. When you're wearing a blue ring, you're completely immune to that. You're just like, what? No. <laughs> Slap you in the face. Get out of here, you and your stupid yellow jumpsuit. It's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things I found interesting, I don't think it's ever been, um, I don't think it's ever been official, but the reason, at least, like, the way I like to think of it, is that the reason that the, uh, the blue rings will, will supercharge the green ones uh, yes, hope is 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 arguably like the the uh, I guess the emotion that people feel the most. So it might be the strongest. Yeah, when when people are hopeful, it's it's you know they're usually very hopeful about something. Uh, but that that won't matter because uh, it doesn't matter how hopeful you are unless you have the will to enact on that hope. Yes, mm, exactly. Uh, you like that? Got huh? yeah. Uh, nice. Yeah, and that has been established. Oh, has I, it? I've read that. Yeah, I've read that. Oh, I. I... And, but no, if if you hadn't read that, then more power to you because you figured it out. Yeah, right. <laughs> Dumb question. How come there's only uh, Ganesha and the other Blue Lantern that we know of, and there's only like eight others? Why, why is well, there so Because they few? were they were created they were created after the Sinestro Wars. So, oh, okay. um, I think we we've mentioned multiple times the character of Ganthet, uh, yes. one of the Guardians. So, at the end of the Sinestro Core Wars, Ganthet realizes that uh, locking yourself away from emotions is not 
going to save you from what's coming. Fucking uh, stupid. Exactly. He thinks that that is a dumb idea, and he thinks that the Guardians are dumb for believing that. <laughs> so it's he, dumb. You're dumb. I'm out of here. Yeah. So Please. he and his girlfriend, because yeah. he has a Guardian girlfriend, <sighs> mind you, who also is one of the only Guardians to take a name for herself. <sighs> She's um, a GGF. Yes. She, she and he leave the guardians and leave oa and they settle on another planet and that's where they discover the blue light of hope and they create the power battery and they begin to recruit um the blue lanterns ah gotcha okay yeah so they're they're a small force they're not a large force however which is probably one of the coolest things about this is the one of the characters that actually so i remember i mentioned the earth the earth heroes get rings during that crossover Barry Allen, the Flash, gets a Blue Lantern ring. Yep. Oh. Which broke as hell. Because <laughs> he also has a speed force. Yeah. I was supposed to give him any ring, he's going to be broke as hell. <laughs> no, no, no. He already is. He has yeah. the speed force. He's got <laughs> plot devices, his powers. His suit is his suit is made out of go fast, Matt. <laughs> the speed force is go fast, and his suit is made out of that. Explain that to me. He can punch you a million times in the dick before you know what's going on. <laughs> The reason I laugh so hard at that is because that joke has been around with us forever. <laughs> oh my god, you know what I just realized? Speaking of gotta go fast, dude, he's Sonic the Hedgehog now. Yes! Because <laughs> <laughs> he's blue! Because he's blue! Oh, jeez! <laughs> blue blur. Alright, uh, so how many, how many colors have we covered? We've colored uh, orange, uh, blue, red... red. Uh, and uh, yellow and green, obviously. So that's yeah, about four. We just got uh, we just got indigo and violet to go. We kind of touched on violet. Let's let's go to indigo before we we go any deeper into violet. So what can you tell me about indigo? Indigo is a strange bunch. I was about to say they're interesting. Now were they yeah. were they the ones that um, were they the ones that had their father killed by a man with six fingers? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, uh, that would be Anigo. Oh, but you're close. Okay, you're close. okay. Yeah, man, that's not like too usual. All you're missing is the D. Mm. Oh. All right, there. Oh. You saying Matt doesn't have one? No, he's saying that he got punched in it too many times with Barry Allen. <laughs> that <laughs> doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, the blue blur. That is no good. <laughs> <laughs> Good I really, I really want Steve. Uh, the, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy that voices, or the guy that plays Steve Urkel. Uh-huh. I really, I really want him to, to to voice Barry Allen now. Just come full circle, dude. Just <laughs> just type in Barry Allen the Hedgehog into DeviantArt. I'm sure you get some good results. Oh, I'm doing, God, I'm doing it right I, now. No, no, I'm doing it right now. That. I don't want to do that. We're, we're gonna, we're gonna, uh, we're we're gonna leave my findings in the uh, the description. Oh dear God! <laughs> okay, you know what? Let's take a break while uh, Ed looks up uh, Barry Allen the Hedgehog, and then when we come back, we'll go into the Indigo Tribe. Barry Allen's a hedgehog now. Finding hedgehogs. Man, what is uh, it with the Japanese trying to keep us away from fuckable turtles? (laughs) That's the funny part. It's not the (laughs) Japanese. I almost choked on my hot chocolate. That's a really good question, though. Spike with Krypton. Mm. 
What are we doing here? Oh, what is, what no. is happening? This, this um, is going to be in the intermission this time around. <laughs> All right, and we're back. But are Yay. we though? Are we really? Are we? I, you pretty much took the words out of my mouth. Um, I mean, did we ever leave? I'm always here. I'm trapped in this podcast. Ooh. Oh, so you're 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 actual like you're no longer organic matter. You're you're some kind of uh. He's he's like Zod in the beginning of that Superman movie when he gets trapped in the mirror. Oh, uh, sort of. But I I am more um a digital abomination. <laughs> oh. Um, I hate those. My mere existence is an affront to God. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we left off. We did. Uh, all right, we talked about the Green Lantern Corps and all the first episode. We got the Sinestro Corps, the Yellow. We got Orange, the Me Me Me, uh, Red, kill everything mine, to mine, death. Mine. Uh, blue <laughs> with uh, Ganesha and the guy with the head. Um, <laughs> the guy with the head. <laughs> uh, that guy with the head. Yeah, and then uh, Indigo. Ah, uh, yes, Indigo. What a strange and compelling tribe they are. Tell me more, Doug. Yeah, the color Indigo on the emotional color spectrum represents compassion. Empathy. Um, Compassion. Yeah, compassion, empathy, something that, you know, seems very wholesome and very, you know, healthy. Uh, but there is something sinister afoot. Oh, you don't say. Gasp. I, oh, I do say. So the indigo rings are kind of parasitic. When they attach to people, they force the person to feel nothing but empathy and compassion. And... That is why the rings tend to seek out uh, sociopaths and psychopaths, uh, because if they don't, the rings, uh, when they absorb all of the other emotions around them from people uh, through the empathic link, it can be overwhelming to people who actually feel things. So this is complicated. It is. So basically what it does is the indigo rings search out sociopaths and criminals and murderers and attaches to them and then forces them to feel nothing but compassion and pretty much brainwashes them into being zombie servants of the indigo spectrum they're just the nicest people (laughs) yeah so like it's it's a ring that you would get if you're a bad person and it makes you a good person yeah Sort of, kind of, pretty much. More or less. Um, So the unique properties of the indigo spectrum um, and the indigo rings. uh, First off, their power uh, battery takes the form of a staff, like a wooden staff as opposed to a lantern. And they carry it with them. Yes, they they carry it with them. They can also just manifest it, like out of, you know, air or whatever, pocket dimensions, who knows. I love pocket dimensions. They're pretty great. I like pockets. Does that help anybody? Uh, it helps people with pants. I like it. The indigo uh, rings also have the unique ability to teleport through vast intergalactic distances. Uh, how is that different than just a like a, a like a a vast like galactic distance? It's not in this case because they can do that too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, this doesn't sound as interesting as the other ones we've already touched on. 
Um, they're they're a strange bunch. They're probably uh, the least um, uh, fleshed out. out. Yeah. Also, their their lantern their lantern their their oath is knock 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 knock. You're shitting me, really? No, no they've got they, they yeah, they've got their own language they speak in. Um, and it's never I I don't believe it's ever been defined. They at one point no, they tried um, to translate. They they did translate it. They started to, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, I remember there being in like yeah. the uh, yeah. when, when they would do like the not so much like like the dear reader at the end of the comic, but they like DC would, would do like the um, you know and coming next week they they would add like like three titles and they would give you like a, a small description and they would just do like a breakdown of like one of their stories or something and usually in uh, the Green Lantern books they would give yeah. you a small like translation of the language. Mm. Yeah, it's true. And they and if you actually, if anyone wanted to go to the Wikipedia page for the Indigo Tribe, they actually have three rough translations of the uh, oath. Really? Yeah, that's cool. Um, but that's not really the point. Is uh, so the other ability of the Indigo Tribe is they can, as empaths, uh, channel the other emotional spectrums yeah so if you want to talk about how how like broken uh as paulo would put it was the blue lantern uh mm. you do you, you drop one of these uh, indigo lanterns in the middle of you know a giant war of light and they're pretty powerful yeah because they can channel the uh entire spectrum of whoever's around them oh yeah oh. so they can chant the red energy the green energy all the energies yeah they channel all of them mm-hmm uh, the the other thing is this though. One thing to mention is the the ring really only brainwashes uh, the people who don't accept the fact that they're going to be indigo lanterns. So uh, as I mentioned, right. as but I mentioned, i.e. I. the people it seeks out. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no. Here's the thing. Ironically enough, so Ray Palmer, the Atom, uh, becomes a an indigo lantern during the uh, Black Knight. Blackest night. Uh, yeah, he becomes he becomes a uh, an indigo lantern, but he's not brainwashed by it. He actually accepts it, so he doesn't mm-hmm. get same thing with uh, John Stewart. That's right, John Stewart becomes yeah, an indigo lantern. Right. He does. I forgot that he does. Right. Yeah, I want to say that all yeah. of the um all like all of the the uh, the Earth Green Lanterns at one point, um not that they're they're wielding dual rings, but uh they all lose their Green Lantern ring at one point, and they're they're just kind of you know they're given a handful of the other ones and. I, I, I think from Ganthet, and he's just like, "All right, everybody, pick one." <laughs> yeah, I think yep. and, uh, and guy, Ky- guy yeah, one... Kyle mastered all of them. Well, eventually, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but, guy uh, Gardner becomes a um, he becomes a red, a red lantern. lantern. Yeah, uh, Kyle Rayner at that point becomes a blue lantern. Uh, Hal grabs the yellow one because he's used it once already, and John Stewart becomes an indigo lantern. Yep. Uh, actually, that is a good point though that you brought up. Is that um. If people accept it, it is it doesn't like brainwash them. But for the normal targets of the rings, like the sociopaths and whatnot, it brainwashes them to the point where if they're ever removed from the ring, they forget all of the experiences and memories they had while wearing it and revert to their former persona. Huh. Weird. Yeah. And last interesting tidbit, um, the leader of the Indigo tribe, known as Indigo One, was a former enemy of Abin Sur, um, who named Arok, who killed Abin Sur's daughter. Really? That yeah. I didn't know. Holy yeah, she's crap. not she's not the best. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so basically all of the in almost all of the Indigo tribe uh are villains, sociopaths and murderers. But they are basically being compelled by their rings to be compassionate and pass spreading goodwill to the universe. Yeah, which is, you know, ironic that they that's that's their so um one of the things that they do is at the end of um Blackest Night when they actually defeat, you know, the main villain, uh Black Hand of the of the storyline he becomes they force him to become an indigo lantern so that he could feel compassion and try to you know make up for his sins but apparently he was so evil that they had to practically lobotomize him yeah in the process yeah they're no joke either no they really aren't um and i realize we haven't we've been talking a lot about it we haven't really explained what blackest night is blackest night is kind of the um the climax of uh jeff john's run on green lantern no, um, it's it's that that's the middle part because his run keeps going for a couple of years after that. Does it? Because I yeah. remember that happening, and then like, it was blackest night, brightest day, and then wasn't no. he off it shortly after that? No. Let's uh, actually, I'm going to uh, interject. Let's say blackest night since we only have one more core to go through. Yeah, we and, can jump into that after. Yeah, yeah, and as soon as we're done, then we'll explain blackest. Night. All right, Violet. So we we touched on this one earlier. Um, Touch it again, I guess. It's ironic that you discuss touching. Ooh, because oh the Violet Lanterns oh. are the Lanterns of Love. They are the Star Sapphire. They are the Star Sapphire. The Star Sapphire core, if you will. So that was something that was interesting, too, that like Star Sapphire was originally a uh, Green Lantern bad guy. Yeah, that's right. I, I mentioned that earlier. So yes. the Star Sapphire possesses uh, Carol Ferris. And... That's so he, the Star Sapphire has possessed other of Green Lantern's characters like throughout the year. So, for example, uh, I think at one point he possessed one of Kyle's girlfriends. Um, I think he possessed one of John's girlfriends at one point. Uh, two or three of Hal Jordan's girlfriends. It's that it. So the thing about it is the, the Star Sapphire was that obsessive kind of like really toxic (laughs) toxic love when it was the star sapphire um but once the the aliens called the xamarins they get their hands on it and they realize you know what the entity is which i say ironically and i I don't know if that's the right word but the name of the entity for the violet lanterns is the predator which is uh yeah, 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 yeah. The, the entity for the Star Sapphires is just the movie, The Predator. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, do with them here. Come on, love me. Hold me tight. It's cold outside. Come on. <laughs> In either case, uh, the Xamarins are actually an offshoot of the Guardians. They were the the part of the Guardian race. Oh, I was going to say the spiteful ex-girlfriend. Yeah, the spiteful ex-girlfriends before <laughs> the before the guardians were like, no, no, we're not going to have any emotions. We're not we're not doing emotions here. Okay, this is a non-emotional species. The the Zamorans were just like, oh, or or Malthusians as they were known back then. No, 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 no. We will feel emotions. Yeah. So we're gonna leave. Yeah, later. So and later. then so they leave and they become an offshoot and they become they, they land on planet Zamorin and then they take the name the Zamorins and they are like these large blue they're not large but like kind of Amazonian tall uh, statuesque blue women mm-hmm. as opposed to the the guardians that are short little blue people Muppets <laughs> little Muppets, 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 as as little Muppets. <laughs> yes um, they harness the power of the star for sapphire and they put 
they they channel it inside of a central power battery along with the corpses of two um people that were very very deeply in love um to kind of be that 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 anchor that holds the the predator in place inside the um the power battery uh ironically enough putting those that those two corpses is probably what uh starts the downfall of the star sapphire course during the blackest night but uh, we'll get into that an interesting point of that is the two lovers that they put inside of the central power battery are mm-hmm. Khufu and Shaira. <gasps> what? I yep. should have oh. known. Who are they? <laughs> who are they? Oh, man, that. It's Hawkman and Hawkgirl. Yep. The original Hawkman and Hawkgirl, who yes. have now been retconned again and now have another backstory. I'm not going to get into that, but yeah. <laughs> long, long, long story short, uh, they're, they're people and they wear bird costumes and they get reincarnated through time and space. Yep. But their love persists. Yeah. But their love persists throughout the history and the ages. Bird person. Yes. Yeah, Bird much. people. Yeah. Um, in either case, though, yeah, that's that's the Star Sapphire. And the Star Sapphires actually seek out Carol Ferris again to yes. be leader of the Star Sapphires yes. uh, when the actual War of Light starts, when the Blackest Night begins, because she's the one who's had the most experience with the Star Sapphire itself. So they think she's the one who will be able to um, do a great job of you know, controlling it. Guys. Guys. Guess what? What? Chicken so butt. Only, so, oh, he, he did it. Booyah. No, Who um, dynamite? <laughs> so there, there's been a couple of, because like, so the, uh, I, I think what follow, Apollo failed to mention here is that the um, surface sapphires are usually women. Oh, but that's right. Ha- Thank you. But there have been a handful of men. Uh, one of them being Krona, who is like, who, who's a former guardian. Uh, one of the other ones being wait, super... Chrono was a Chrono was a Star Sapphire for like a cup of coffee. Oh, okay. Um, like like real quick. Uh, Superman Prime was at one point too, but take 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 a guess who else was? Wonder Lex Luthor. Uh, Wonder Woman was. Lex Luthor was not. Dang it! Uh, it's your boy, Guy Gardner. Yeah. Wait, what? Guy Gardner was not a Violet Lantern. <laughs> uh, the third male to belong to the Star Sapphire Corps. Guy used Cower Ferris's Star Sapphire ring along with the Red Lantern ring during the War of, of the Green Lanterns in order to remove Parallax from the central power battery. Powering the ring with his love for uh, for his role in the core, uh, at the time he was the uh, the first male to, sh- to be shown to wield a Star Sapphire ring. Did he, did so, he get so you the... could say he had a love-hate relationship? <laughs> <laughs> he did. Did, oh, he wear, he did. did he wear the ridiculous costume as well? Because um, that's so disgusting. He, he had a uh, so half half because like he his costume at the time, uh, while he was he was Red Lantern was a version of his Green Lantern costume, but it was it was red. It was red and black, him, red and yeah. black. He's so edgy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's going through his angsty phase. So half of it was was red and black, and the other half was pink and black. Was the pink and black half like a like thong onesie? I wish. Because that would fit the theme. I'm hoping the collar goes up to like at least his eyebrows, <laughs> glitter. I mean, something that we have to make mention is the fact that the 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 costume that the the star sapphires wear, mainly because they're all women, are all super provocative. Revealing. Well, they're, all, they're, they're all they're all women, and they're all drawn by old white dudes. Yeah, that is the biggest issue. I think. Yeah, no. In all seriousness, that is the biggest issue. He he looks retarded. <laughs> oh, so, I'm sorry. That's not the that's not the the, the PC term. 
He looks ridiculous. He looks Which, ridiculous as a Green Lantern. Who are we kidding? I'm trying to find that particular panel where he's got both rings on because it looks really it looks really silly because it's literally just like a line down the costume. Um, I forgot though in the New Fifty Two, um, Guy Gardner be- like he he becomes a Red Lantern full time as as like a sleeper. I don't want to say like a sleeper agent for Hal Jordan, but Hal was like, I need somebody on the Reds to like that I I can trust. Um, Hal Jordan though like really likes being a Red Lantern. Uh, grows his hair out so he, he he doesn't have the bowl cut anymore. He's got like oh, long hair. Hold on, I have that. I have that image, but I want to just grows a ridiculous beard. Yes, <laughs> but I found I found the picture you're talking. Oh about. my god, he, look, he, he looks like a salty old sailor with it. <laughs> <laughs> I would amazing. love if somehow the beard managed to make like a bowl cut on the underside of his face. I wish. <laughs> it actually almost kind of does in this picture I'm looking at. Let me send it to you. Um, so yeah, we can we can we can link all these in the description as well. I did find though while I was looking for this image, uh, somebody did a custom um, or so somebody did two custom action figures: one of Guy Gardner, the other of Lobo, as uh, as Star Sapphires. What? That's ridiculous. It's fantastic. All right, so I think we've done it. We've covered the entire emotional spectrum. <sighs> sort of. I mean, we're missing the the main parts. The two, the two that aren't considered colors. Oh, white and black. Yeah, mm. white and black. I guess. White and black, but there. I think we can cover that if we discuss the major storyline that takes place with the uh, the spectrum. Before we even get into that, so what the hell happens if one member from each of these factions meets to, up in a room? Like, are they going to fight each other? <laughs> uh, not all of the cores are at odds with each other. Um, Obviously, the Sinestro Corps and the Green Lantern Corps, they do not tend to get along. Usually. Um, Usually. The Red but they've Lantern worked Corps, together before, though. They have, you know, for greater cosmic purposes. Um, the Red Lanterns, uh, likewise, don't tend to work with anybody, ex- except for in extreme dire cosmic circumstances. Hell, they don't work together with each other. Well, it's kind of what happens when you're a roiling hate monster. <laughs> you mean a boiling hate monster? Roiling, <laughs> boiling, they both work. Uh, Doug, Doug's right. To Doug's point, um, they they they'll work together for greater cosmic purposes. The specific co- colors that are like opposite of each other, but more often than not, they try to avoid each other. Um, you know, just in case to avoid greater galactic war, if you will. That is ridiculous, Edward. <laughs> so, Ed, just to just to kind of give you this, Ed just posted the um what he was talking about before the lobo guy gardner violet lantern custom action custom figures, action figures. <laughs> yeah yeah we'll, we'll we'll end up linking all of this in the, in the, uh, the description for this i i think that should be the picture for <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll put That's it the thumbnail on on let yeah. guy to the multiverse.com all right sick plug yeah, uh, but the, the Star Sapphires generally uh, don't tend to be too much at odds with the other uh, cores, and the green and blue cores uh, work together. So it, they're not all at war with each other, but there is a very uneasy peace when there is peace, and there is often war. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. One of, the, one of the interesting things to note about that, there was a point in time where... They decided that a representative from each of the cores needed to be, you know, like a galactic presence, if you will. They were uh, essentially the new, new guardians. guardians. Yeah, I want. I, I I forget if all of the guardians had died or if they were just like, "Hey, you stupid little blue muppets, get out of here." <laughs> um, 
But yeah, that was, they, 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 had, they, had a, they had a representative from uh, from each core. That, if I remember correctly, I think Kyle was a representative from the Green Lantern Corps at that point. He was. Yeah. And uh, within that story is where uh, to combat a greater evil, um, he had to learn how to master each of the emotional spectrums so that he could become uh, the White Lantern. I mean, that that's one of the reasons that he's not considered the greatest Green Lantern is because... He's really he had good to at being a more. lantern. Yeah, he's really yeah. good at just being a lantern. He's been yeah. He's just, he, he's just a great lantern. <laughs> but wait, I thought Yellow was was a was not a uh, lantern. I thought it was the Sinestro Corps. He's <laughs> <laughs> coming back and biting me in the ass, aren't you, Matt? Yeah, yeah you, you, got, literally, you guys are confusing me. <laughs> well, no, no. Okay, so to clarify, Sinestro is such a narcissist. That he called the Yellow Lanterns, you know, the Sinestro Corps. But yes, they are Yellow Lanterns. It's uh, not for nothing, man. That's a way cooler thing. But the Sinestro Corps or I'm the Yellow, yellow Lanterns? Lantern. Look at me. I got lemons. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. I'm dripping. Violet Corps, Indigo Corps, Blue Corps, Green Corps, Sinestro Corps, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Orange Corps, Red Corps. When life gives you lemons, terrorize the universe. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's way more interesting because, like, like, yeah, if you got like, the Green Lantern Corps and the, the Red Lantern Corps and Post Hardcore. And- <laughs> what's interesting? What's interesting enough about that is also since we mentioned this, and I think it's important to, to kind of make mention of this, all the cores are powered by um, entities. The, these entities are the uh, coalesced. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Embodiments? embodiments of the emotion that they that they're the color of. Uh, they gain their powers literally from like all of the emotions in the universe. So and as people feel these emotions, they channel that into their you know their power, and that's how they channel that power into the the power batteries into the rings. Uh, so for example, Sinestro, uh, the the Sinestro Core, they're powered by Parallax, the the fear demon that took over Hal Jordan during um, Emerald Twilight, and then later on, he, uh, that same Parallax Demon took over Kyle Rayner, and then at one point, he also took over Ganthit, and then we've also have Sinestro actually joining with him. Mm-hmm. Oh, that Parallax. was pretty, yeah, Parallax. That was pretty, pretty nuts. He, um, shortly after Jeff John's run, um, he popped up in, uh, was it Forever Evil was the storyline that was running? Oh, and I then, think like, so. The greater, the greater DCU? Um, he was wielding parallax. Yeah, that's right. He was wielding parallax. Yeah, yeah. He literally like had him on like a not a ball and chain, but like a um, like like a collar and chain, and was like using him. Damn. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, okay. So we've covered the cores, and I think to finish this off, the perfect place to do it would just be to go into Blackest Night, explain that storyline, and uh, I think that we we can call it a wrap after that. Ooh, what kind of wrap? Like a seaweed wrap? I was a burrito open, wrap. How about a chicken Caesar wrap? It's <sighs> like nice and Ooh. plain. You can get it anywhere. It's a myriad of colors as well. <sighs> That's true. You got like the yellow, the white for the chicken. You get like the greenish yellowish for the lettuce. Uh, you got the black for the mold because it fell underneath the radiator. And... What are we doing? What is happening? <laughs> I'm talking. Oh, I'm talking about going and getting a wrap from my Krausers, Okay. Oh, wait. There's there's a Krausers near you. Uh, what the hell little. is Krausers? 
It's it's like an old uh, it's like an old convenience store, and like everyone I've ever been into doesn't look like they've gotten new stock since like the eighties. Oh God! Well, so all oh, right, so blackest night, blackest exactly, blackest. <laughs> no, 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 Krausers is the real blackest night. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> well, all right, so blackest night is a blatant ripoff of Marvel Zombies. <laughs> <laughs> done and done. Good night, everybody. <laughs> And this is the first time Doug will not agree with me on that. <laughs> no, I don't know what you're talking about, Paulo. I think you're you're not making any sense. <laughs> it, it it was a completely original uh, story uh, that uh, had nothing to do with the wild fame and success of Marvel Zombies. Oh, right, we're not. We are not doing this again. We're not going to get to that. What no, I will do. What I will do is though tell you about Blackest Night. Blackest Night is the. I want to say it's the crescendo before like crescendo. Excuse you. I'm sorry. The crescendo in, in Jeff Johns's run, because um, he has a lot more that he writes after that, but this is probably like the big kind of mythology establishing crossover that comes out of the creation of all of these uh, out of the emotional spectrum where as a result of all of them coming to light and as a result of the the Sinestral Corps war, we have an instance where the we find out and in the beginning of the DC universe, uh, there was nothing but the black, the dark, death. There's nothing there. And there's eventually comes an intruder, what's called the white light. And the white light and the black clash with each other uh same as like the big the theory of the big bang um as a result of their them clashing together it starts to create life in the universe starts to create planets galaxies stars and in the process of that comes the creation of emotion with that is where the emotional spectrum finally begins to take shape and shape form the white light hides on earth it's it's its own entity same as the entities that are the coalescence of emotions and what the blackest night is is the return of the black pretty much the black showing itself death showing itself and wanting to end all life and emotion in the universe right the big prophecy that the uh, green lanterns have been talking about for decades yeah, it's, it's literally in its oath yes that thing is coming the blackest night that thing is coming exactly and, and uh. ironically enough what they talk about in that that whole blackest night line was never a thing in green lantern before this run like jeff johns just was just like all right you know what i'm finally gonna make something out of this i'm finally gonna decide okay what the hell is the blackest night the only thing that we knew about the blackest night was a small prophecy that was written by alan moore back in the 70s where he introduced the five inversions and they prophesized the blackest night that was it, but they never told they never told anybody what the hell the black the blackest night was supposed to be. Jeff Johns actually gave it shape, gave it. Form. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty much just Alan Moore just being you know a, a crazy homeless guy just praying to his snake god. <laughs> so just to kind of give you a small kind of understanding of what the blackest night does is uh, the Black Lanterns start to the Black Lantern rings start spreading across the galaxy. Now, what these rings do is they latch on to corpses of the of these characters. And but instead of actually like reanimating the corpses, they create like a new kind of they download the yeah. um, like, yeah. like the, the host's memories and uh, 
essentially uses the body like a puppet to 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 bring out its you know its worst emotions it did like the worst of that person exactly it uses it as a puppet and uses its memories to manipulate the living uh to make them feel emotions so that they can the feed black off lantern of them. yeah so the black lantern could then feed off of them kill them turn them into black lanterns when they get a black ring and as they're draining the emotions from them they are fueling up a force that you uh, eventually come to find is the embodiment of the black which is necrom yeah but the embodiment of death is pretty much just a dude a skull-headed dude with a big scythe like he yeah. and he's another character that yeah he was just a random throwaway character that nobody knew who the hell he was like he showed up in maybe like two or three stories before that like back in the day uh nobody paid him any mind to and then all of a sudden he's the big bad of the story where he's and also the the fact that black hand um william hand as as we Mm -hmm. we spoke about i think in the last episode Mm -hmm. he's the herald of of the blackest night he's that that's the reason why he's he's so obsessed with death that's the reason that he kind of becomes like the zombie looking dude he loses his hand he's able to absorb the energies of the other the other um lantern cores with his like cosmic rod is to help make that happen and then one of the first scenes that you see is actually this happens a little bit after the death of batman uh so batman in another storyline called final crisis batman and i say in air quotes dies spoilers spoilers yes (laughs) um batman dies and oh that scene is so cool yeah that scene is really cool though uh and what black hand does is he digs up the body of batman of bruce wayne and is walking around is just walking around with it prophesizing the blackest night telling people that it's coming and then black lantern rings show up and freaking emotional uh zombies show up everywhere I, all right, um, i'm hesitant to use the word zombies emotional revenants uh emo- emotional dead puppets <laughs> <laughs> emotional not living pinocchio and the other thing Meat so puppets. the other thing is the yeah Gross. that's a good one um one of the interesting things about that is also is uh it doesn't affect any character who's like at peace with his death so uh dove one of the um an, an older character from back in the dc universe who's a uh an, an agent of order by the way uh yes yeah hang hang hall would i oh, know i'm sorry hank hall is the uh is, is is his brother excuse me but keep going uh he so they try to they try to possess the body of of uh of dove and they can't yeah, there's like, like this. Nope, not yeah, there's this 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 barrier that stops the rings from getting through to him. It's a barrier of white light, which kind of harkens back into the whole idea of uh, the the white light being its enemy and the yeah, white light yeah, yeah. being on Earth. Yep. Um, so the whole the whole point of the story is that Necron comes to Earth. Uh, j- the whole reason that this Black Lantern is powering up and getting stronger is so that it can bring Necron to the realm of the living, so that he can come to Earth and kill the white light of of life pretty much is what it is because the white equals light equals life yeah yeah right. it, it's pretty much just necron using his, his his machinations to uh you know wipe out all life and, and and take over to bring things back to the way they were it's pretty much the plot of final fantasy 9 <laughs> see i never played final fantasy 9 so i don't even know <laughs> well you, you don't have to you read black as night yeah okay that's fair. I'll accept that over accepting Marvel Zombies as Blackest Night. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm dead serious. Like, play Final Fantasy IX, and then you'll get about halfway through, and you're gonna, you're gonna be like, oh my god, Ed, Ed was right. <laughs> I hate that <laughs> so much. No, dude, seriously. 
like the main bad guy literally is Necron. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm not kidding. I hate that so much. Don't even, don't ruin it for me. It's still one of the coolest I'm stories. Doing it. I'm, re- I'm, I'm ruining it's, it for it's you. It's still one of the coolest stories I'm because it. it, it really does a great job of reaching into the mythos of the DC universe. They talk oh, about totally all does. of the, all of the characters who have died and passed away before everything that happened uh in this storyline like it, it affects you know the fact that barry allen's come back from the dead it talks yeah, yeah. okay I, I think that's that was what it was it's a it's the, it's it's a note on the idea of superhero deaths and yeah. what they actually mean they literally mm-hmm. I, I don't remember if it was necron or if, it, or if it's one of the other characters but they're literally like this started with superman like like if there if if death was a doorway superman you know cracked the door open like, like the, the, the death of Superman is what cracked the door open, and then everyone else dying and coming back to life just turned it into a into a revolving door. Oh, oh that's right, he did say yeah. that. Didn't Necron also say that like he allowed them to come back? Yes. So so that he could use them later. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he did. He turned them all into you, Black Lanterns. Yeah. Right. Everyone who passed away. Um, Aquaman, Superman. Yeah, uh, Barry Allen, Superman, Barry Allen. Oh, no, no, no. Well, Barry Allen was running away from it. Oh, oh, hold on, no, no, no. Um, that's 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 a cool part. So uh, go ahead, continue. But uh, yeah, pretty much anyone who had ever died, Necron could pretty much just snap his fingers and he was sending a black ring at you. Even yeah. if you were alive again. Like, that's the yeah. whole thing. So yeah. like at one point, so at this point, Necron shows up in the story. Like, the big bad finally reveals himself as this gigantic scene where in Coast City, all of a sudden, this black lan- this giant black lantern just rips open from, well, from the cemetery in Coast speaking, City. Speaking of Coast City, um, Earl, I, I think this oh, is actually right. this, this scene, but he, he resurrects the city. Yeah. So Coast City has is back. Like Coast City has come back as a result of everything that happened in Rebirth. If you recall, we talked yeah, it's about just that. Chilling. Uh, and people have started moving people back into the city. People live yeah. there, and then all of a sudden, uh, the the ring charges up to full power. The the lantern charges up to full power. Well, when when and when Paul, I'm sorry to cut you off, but yeah. as as you were saying, like when the the lantern is is charging to full power, when these other black lanterns, when they were they were getting you know they were getting a rise or getting an emotional response out of these other people, uh, and then would consume you know, the, the heart and their emotions, um, you know, they, they would, there, there was kind of a counter that was going, that was, it was charging this, this, you know, that was, yeah. it was, it was, it was, it was a counter like, that was going up. But, but yeah. Like Doug, 25%, were, 26%, right, right, like yeah, 37%. Yeah. Doug, you were talking about it earlier and like mm. you, you had alluded to this earlier, but that's, that's what this was coming to. They, they were, they were summoning Necron with each thing they killed. And so Necron, Necron, so the black lantern just rises up from the, the cemetery in coast city. And, Necron is just standing there. Like Necron comes out and he's just like, "All right, I'm the big bad. Here's here's what I'm gonna do." Black Hand hands him the skull of Bruce Wayne, and what he needed was some kind of emotional tether so that he couldn't actually like take control over the the greatest heroes in the DC universe. And because Batman had been this emotional tether for all of them, all of a sudden, Bat the, the this batman zombie looking creature just starts spitting out black rings that get on aquaman they get on um superman superboy yeah uh who else did it affect uh a bunch of people a bunch of major characters every hero present who had ever died exactly uh what's his name um ollie oliver queen Mm-hmm. Um, they all get black lanterns and they become black lanterns. So all of a sudden you're just like, oh Jesus, what the fuck? Oh yeah. The Flash, Barry Allen grabs Hal Jordan and runs him into the future two seconds <laughs> so that the black lantern ring can't catch them. What? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's fucking broke. 
Exactly. That's the Flash. That's the Flash. That was so. Like, it's one of those moments that are just like absolutely insane that he breaks time so that this Black Lantern can't catch both Doesn't of them because him. it was coming at both of them. Yeah. yeah. Well, what was neat about this too is I, I want to say while this is going on, um, uh, Martian Manhunter, uh, John Johns, who had been dead. Mm-hmm. comes back to life and now he's just wrecking everybody and they're like you know, people are like they're they're trying to like talk him out of this and and but well, it, well yeah oh, but, it's, right. but it's not him right of course <laughs> it's not him but they're all like oh you know johnny what are you doing here's some oreos you love these things and he's like nah man and he's smacking everybody down i'm not about but, oreos anymore <laughs> no all he, about all about them hearts yeah no no, no he, he's all about murder <laughs> one of the one of the coolest parts of this 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 entire thing when like they're they're just throwing heroes at this guy and he's like yeah, everybody is talking about all my mind powers and everything, but like you forget, I'm as strong as Superman. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> and he just wrecks everyone, just destroying everyone. So what we re- what we find out during this is that the only way to defeat the Black Lanterns is by combining emotions. So like now the 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 lanterns, the different cores, have to actually work together. In order to be able to stop this, and this isn't like it's just happening on Earth. This is happening across Everywhere. the galaxy. Uh, yeah. It's happening across the universe, dude. Yes. It's, not even yeah. just, it's not just the galaxy. It's not it, just a sector. Yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah, I, I mean, um, one of the one of those one of the so John Stewart back in the day, he he failed. Like his greatest yeah. failure as a Green Lantern was allowing <laughs> the planet called of Shanxi to explode. Like that planet was like, destroyed because he he couldn't he wasn't strong enough to to save it. I'm so right. glad you explained that. I'm sorry. Just he, he, he failed. Okay. How? What? How? <laughs> his, no, his greatest failure was the was the was the yeah. was the death of Shanxi, the the planet, and yeah. the entire planet and its inhabitants get resurrected by the Black Lanterns. Yep. Hell, on on the on on that same wavelength there. Um, so like the big bad of Crisis on Infinite Earths, the Anti Monitor, comes back to life as a Black Lantern. That's right. That's right. I forgot about that. That's in- yep. that's incredible. But like I said, that's what that that's so to to say that that's the crescendo is is correct. There's a lot more to Green Lantern after this, and I hope oh, you guys you know give it a chance and try to read it because there's so much more to go. Because Jeff Johns he he wrote this story and then he kept writing it, and he actually if if you could end a serialized story like this. I think he's the first person to ever actually write like an ending to all of these characters that he wrote. So I don't like, know I, about the only, but he wrote a very, very great ending. Yeah. Like I, I hope you guys give it a chance. Read past yeah. Blackest Night. Keep keep reading afterwards. I hope when what we've explained, we gave you some some interesting stuff that will get you guys reading. But know that if you read all the way through Jeff Johns' run you will find a satisfying ending because it was probably one of the most satisfying closures to the chapter of 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 a comic book and written over 12 15 years that he wrote it for where he left it ready to go like if they would mm-hmm. have ended green lantern there and then yeah it's you're like have. okay i'm okay with that yeah i'm okay yeah. with that i i felt bad for the guy that had to write after yeah i feel bad hmm. for anybody who has to write after that i don't feel bad for grant morrison I haven't read it yet. It's good. I can't bring I like myself it. to. Dude, it's good. All right. Well, I, I, I guess I, that's, I the point of this, that's the point of this podcast is getting people to read. I might have to start picking <laughs> that up again. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 men in black on a like it, it's not just on Earth though. 
Well, but uh, no, no. But to summarize, uh, basically, this uh, both parts of this two-part episode uh, was an homage to Paulo's love affair with <laughs> Jeff Johns running Green Lantern. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, it's it's deserved. It's it was a great run, a great reboot. Uh, he, everything he did was pretty much masterfully done. He he reignited a franchise all right then so for the uh folks like me then so what's the reading list uh emerald twilight darkest night uh blackest night blackest night so quick recap so to go to go for it uh emerald twilight green lantern rebirth and then start reading from green lantern i believe it's volume four just start reading right. from number one onward. And once you start doing that, it'll branch out into what else you want to read. If you're interested in the side characters, uh, you can start reading Green Lantern Corps that starts uh, around halfway during that run after the Corps mm-hmm. were reignited. Uh, you get introduced to a lot of the zany characters in the Green Lantern universe. Uh, get introduced to Buzz, the, the Mosquito, Green Lantern, uh, more Guy Gardner. Don I was about Stewart, to say your boy Guy Gardner. Guy Gardner, uh, Soda Yat. Uh, there's a bunch of really interesting characters out there that, that this mythos brings about. So absolutely should give it a shot. Yes, uh, I, I recommend it. I, I mean, I might, I might tease Paulo for how much he loves this, but <laughs> he loves it with good reason because it's great. It really is. All right, then, folks, let's wrap it up. All right, everybody, have a good night. Take care, good guys. Night. have questions a topic you would like us to cover or wish to simply tell us all the facts we screwed up feel free to contact us at layman's guide to the multiverse at gmail.com also feel free to visit our website at layman's guide to the multiverse.com our intro music is dance rocket off the album descent of the goober monster by jesse spillane and is licensed under an attribution 4.0 international cc by 4.0 license off http colons forward slash forward slash free music archive.org our intermission music is crinoline dreams by kevin mcleod off incomptech.com licensed under creative commons by attribution 3.0 license http colon forward slash forward slash creativecommons.org forward slash license forward slash by forward slash 3.0 forward slash and our outro music is miami nights extended theme also by kevin mcleod off incomtech.com license under creative commons by attribution 3.0 license http colon forward slash forward slash creativecommons.org forward slash license forward slash buy forward slash 3.0 forward slash